It's 2022. Do you know where your consumer is? The Channel Mastery Podcast is created for executives who are obsessed with knowing everything about their target consumers, because that's what unlocks the future success and impact of our brands and businesses today. Every week on this podcast, we dig deep to bring you what's working and what's not when it comes to winning the attention of and building loyalty with your target consumer. We've got a lot to share, so let's get to it. And thanks so much to Verde Brand Communications for being the presenting sponsor of the Channel Mastery Podcast. Let's do this. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Channel Mastery Podcast. I'm very excited to introduce two guests to you today, Lou Vardaman, who is a cyclist and also with Bike Club NFT, as well as Tyler Benedict, who is a co-founder of Bike Club NFT and also the founder of Bike Rumor. Welcome to the show. Hi. It's great to have both of you here. And I know um, the word's definitely getting out on Bike Club and NFTs are front and center in the bike space. So here we are at the you know beginning part of the year. We're recording this in January. People will be listening to it probably closer to the early part of February, but this is something that I think we can't really kick the can down the road on anymore. <laughs> the metaverse mm-hmm. is happening. Cryptocurrency has been around for 10 plus years. And so what I wanted to do by bringing both of you to the show today is essentially give both the broad strokes on what's happening as well as what's happening here in the outdoor recreation market, specifically with Bike Club. So before we get into that, I would love to have you, Lou, introduce yourself, and then we'll go to Tyler, and then we'll have the conversation. Okay. Yeah, my name's Lou. Um, I uh, crossed paths with Tyler fairly recently through Bike Club. I'm a cyclist and interested in uh, cryptocurrency, NFTs, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, stumbled across the project uh, online probably about a month ago, mid-December, and just reached out and said, this this looks really, really interesting. Um, how can I get involved? Uh, and yeah, they were looking for some ambassadors. So I was delighted to be brought on board as their first ambassador um, because I kind of understand the NFT stuff a bit uh, and also into cycling. So I think that's fairly unique. A lot of my cyclist friends don't know anything about uh, NFTs and stuff, so I'm excited to help educate them and, and bring Bike Club to them. Um, but yeah, so I'm a cyclist, uh, amateur. Um, I started about seven years ago from um, running, kept getting injured, and then finally had to stop running and started cycling and just took it up um, and got really into it. Uh, I got a coach a few years ago, started pushing myself, and then, yeah, managed to get into racing uh, and then launched a team of um, women's uh, equality group uh, about three years ago. Uh, we're called the Internationals. We came together through the powers of the internet, um, all met online, and then for the first time in Brussels uh, in 2019 when we rode the full route of the Tour de France the day before the men to campaign for uh, a women's um, Tour de France. Uh, so so that's me. Um, yeah, predominantly a cyclist, but also interested in uh, some of the nerdy, geeky stuff out there. Awesome. Well, and thank you for your work on the parody and with Le Tour. Obviously, we have that happening this year, and I I'm not only delighted to be a spectator, but I'm so excited to see how many people are, um, you know, giving it attention in press. Yes. And I mean, even Lance Armstrong's podcast, Allison Tetrick is going to be running the calls on that. And I just, I'm so excited about like this groundswell. It really does feel like it's arrived and you're a big part of why that happened. So thank you for the work that you're doing. 
an absolute pleasure. And it's wonderful to see actually all the, the people talking about it because I think that will ensure its success. We need people to be watching it. We need the coverage on TV. We need the sponsors to want to be involved and then to reward them by having their brands out there on the coverage too. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. I am too. And Tyler, isn't it interesting that a metaverse company is sponsoring Tour with Zwift? So before we get into that little, um, that topic, let's have you also give an introduction of yourself as one of the mega entrepreneurs in the outdoor recreation space. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, so I think most people know me as the founder of Bike Groomer. I started that in 2008, and I did actually sell that in December of 2020, but have been working there full-time since and continue to do so. And um, yeah, we just, it's funny, I went down the rabbit hole maybe five, six months ago. This whole space moves so fast, but it feels like forever. And just really fascinated by nfts and blockchain and crypto and what it can do and just the the possibilities every day there's like some new project that just surprises and delights me and i'm so just fascinated by what people are coming up with and what the technology allows and so me being you know a lifelong entrepreneur my first thought is like okay what can i do with this and cycling is a natural fit cycling obviously didn't really have any nfts in the space at that point and just started working on a project. And as I started talking to a few people in the industry and some friends, you know, we were riding with Rob at the feet one day and he's like, you know, you should talk to Shane. He and his friends are doing the same, they're in something very similar. And we got together and it turned out that our strengths really complemented each other. You know, they were bringing a lot to the table that I didn't have and vice versa. And we just kind of shook hands on it and said, yeah, let's do this. And it's been kind of, rapid fire sense. So, and it's, it's Rich Mitch, the artist in the UK, Shane Cooper Correct. and Paul Willerton, who we used to work with at Defeat. They were literally one of our first clients and they've always stayed in our network and been cheering me on as a, as a female entrepreneur in the space. I just really value their friendship and guidance and mentorship so much. So it was really cool for me to see that you were part of this. And, uh, you know, once I started to dig into it, it was amazing the traction that's already happened. So <laughs> let's spend a little bit of time talking about kind of what is this? Why do we need it? And, you know, let's talk about how people can engage with it. And then I'd love to have both of you talk about what you're excited about developing in it this year. Yeah, sure. Well, I can give you top level. It's, you know, we call it the world's first blockchain-based cycling club. And basically what that means is that we're a cycling club. And the only thing you really have to know about an NFT with regards to this is that it serves as your membership card. So you buy one of the bike club NFTs when we met, which is slated for you know mid-late February, and then you're a member. And as long as you hold that, you're a member for life. And the nice thing about this versus like a traditional cycling club where you have to pay annual dues or whatever is you buy it one time and for as long as you hold it, you're in the club. But you could also, if you decide it's not for you, you could sell it, you could trade it, you could just pass it along to a friend and now they're a member. So it's really neat in that regards. But where the really fascinating part comes into play is that it's this, this digital kind of token that allows us to do things that you really can't do with any other methods. So A, we can verify that you're an owner. You know, you can't fake your membership card. You can't screenshot it or as people like to joke, uh, you know, oh, I can just right click save and now I have your NFT. Ha ha. 
well, I mean, it's funny if you don't know what you're talking about, but we're the ones really <laughs> laughing at you if you're trying to do that. Um, because <laughs> we can, even at a real life event, right? Somebody can come up and we can, even if they're showing us a screen grab on their phone, we can do like, nope, that's not real. So we know who our members are. And the nice thing is with all you can do with technology is you can create some really fascinating gateways through digital means to allow access to this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, we're really only scratching the surface right now of what this is going to lead to in the future. And, and I'd be getting way ahead of myself if we started talking about like tokens and tokenization, but man, there is so much on our roadmap that is just going to blow people's minds, but we'll get there. So yeah, top level, it's a cycling club. And what it does is it allows us to bring together a community of global riders. So for instance, this morning, Lou led a ride for us on Zwift and we had you know, I think half the people on it were from the UK and half from the US. And we're starting to grow and expand that now with people coming into our Discord from Europe. But the nice thing is we have this community of people who are all like-minded and really, really just passionate about cycling and the cycling lifestyle. And that allows us to do really killer things focused on that crowd. So we have a lot of real-world benefits planned where well, let's say a lot of our members are going to be at Seattle. We can show up at Seattle and partner with one of the brands or multiple of the brands that are supporting our project and host, you know, meet and greets with athletes or like coffee in the morning or burritos and beer at night and AMAs. We can give them, you know, sneak peeks of new products. So for instance, and we can do that digitally too, which is nice. So for instance, on a disco this morning, uh, you know, Fazari launched a new bike today. But they let us tease that and show some videos and stuff half an hour before the official launch. So like if you were in our Discord, you got to see a new product launch before anybody else. And considering how tight supply is right now, if you were ready to go on an order, you need a new mountain bike, you got a head start before anybody else. So and before you continue, just, I have to point out one thing. So here we are talking to a member of the media, a you know, respected mm -hmm. bike endemic publisher right here, basically talking about how this bike company was able to give a sneak peek to your community on Discord, okay? And in my mind, as like a 21-year practitioner of PR in this space, is I can name probably four or five different publishers and editors who would literally like punch you in the throat for doing that, right? <laughs> I mean, I probably would have too before I started doing this. Absolutely. It just shows um, how much things are evolving and we can't stop it because ultimately the consumers are raising their hand, they're joining this and the brands are going to go in and try and fail new things. And, you know, I think it's just really exciting that they have an arena to do that in. So I just had to point that out as a captain obvious, like, moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it is not lost on me that this is, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, it's potentially competing with bike rumor, which I shouldn't say, but we have, I will say like, we have zero plans to becoming a, a content producer, a content company. This is really about forming a community and a club and just doing cool things. So, right. yeah. Totally. So, um, you know, we do need to get a little bit into some of the granularity around um, why my membership, like when I buy my buy club NFT, like when this mints and I purchase and you can tell that I'm a member, that's because it's done on blockchain, right? And then Correct. there are, you know, there, there's like I, I'll put some links that maybe the both of, two of you can provide to me for people who are literally like wanting to learn about this for the first time. And then of course, we'll have links to bikeclub.io so you can learn more there. And, and all of the links to the social media can be found on that site where you're going to be able to see all the updates. 
But before I, I get into some of the questions I have for Lou, Tyler, please let us know like how many bike brands are we up to in terms of those brands who want to support this and, and are officially like signed on as supporting brands? 53 as of this morning. That's amazing. Because ultimately, this is almost like, <laughs> it's almost like you're, you don't really have a proof of concept, right? But then again, just this morning, um, the 20th of January, we read about a huge acquisition that Microsoft made into the gaming space. You know, as I was, we were talking before we hit record, there was a, a brand new um, NFT, I guess, platform, or I'm not sure how to describe it, but um, there's like a women's athlete NFT that just launched today. Again, I'll put all these links in the show notes. But point being is our client Under Armour is well down the road. Nike and Adidas are well down the road. This is definitely happening and it's part of the consumer conscious. And I think if consumers aren't already curious about it, they're going to be. So really the point of this is like saying, hey, this is here. Let's be open to it and have fun with it. And obviously that starts with having the confidence of understanding it. So know that in the link, the links to the show notes will have everything that we're hoping will serve you and ways for you to find out more information. So I don't want to get too granular on it because I think people will literally like be bored as we're talking <laughs> through that. So I'll let you guys take that on after you listen to this. So Lou, I'd love to have your take on, you know, how did you get into this? Like, how are you nerding out on, on NFTs and cryptocurrency? Because ultimately, like you are an amateur female cyclist, an enthusiast at that, right? You've, you've led a team. Um, you're very aware of like everything that's going on from a competitive set standpoint and and follow all of that. Like in a way, you're a dream target consumer for so many bike and outdoor recreation brands. Tell us where you like got into this. What was your gateway drug? And, and how did you like follow the breadcrumbs to find Tyler and the crew at Bike Club? So um, I, I don't know whether it's to thank or to blame, but it's my husband. He's um, basically king of the nerds. He runs um, an app. For, it's like a scavenger hunt company. And um, he was dabbling in NFTs last summer and got involved in the Board Ape Yacht Club. And I was just kind of looking over his shoulder and I was like, what are those things? Looking at these, you know, really ugly monkeys. And then I also looked at how much money he was spending flipping them. And I was just like, what are you doing? This is bonkers. Like, you don't actually own this. This is just on your computer. And you're spending, like, at the time, it was about two grand. And I was just like, this is nuts. I didn't understand it. He was trying to explain it to me. The more and more he explained, the more bonkers it sounded. So um, that was my initial uh, look into NFTs and actually managed to convince him to stop messing around with these monkeys. So he sold the last one um, only for a few grand. Of course, now it's worth like half a million pounds or something. And I think he might hate my guts for getting him to stop flipping the monkeys. But um, we, <laughs> we then got involved in another couple of NFT projects and some have gone on to do nothing. If you're happy just to hold on to them, it's quite nice. But then unfortunately, another couple that were rug pulls. So people just messing around and they're always, you know, anonymous and a bit dodgy and stuff like that. So I kind of was learning as I went along. So I think some, I'll just put it down. Luckily, we weren't, you know, doing silly amounts of money and all this stuff is what you can afford to lose because there are no promises anywhere and everyone needs to do their own research on this kind of stuff. So luckily, you know, we don't have a, a, a sob story or having to remortgage or anything awful like that. But um, we were involved in a couple of projects that, that weren't great. So we learned a lot from that. And then I think just, you know, having my eyes out there and everyone's talking about crypto and NFTs. And if you don't know anything about it, it goes over your head. But once you do know about it, you realize how much chat is going on all the time. And then you just hear it everywhere. So 
um, I was just online and um, I think found out about this particular project just, you know, through social media, just by accident, wasn't looking for it, just stumbled across it. And Rob, my husband and I were on a car journey, like quite a long one in UK. And he had the laptop and I said, oh, can you just look this up? I read about this earlier. Um, I knew of Rich Mitch through um, friends of friends um, in the, you know, uh, cycling community in UK. And I just said, you know, this guy's involved. It looks pretty cool. Can you just see what, you know, comes up when you do some research? So Rob opened up the laptop and started looking into it. And, he, and both of us were just like, oh, this is different. This is this is pretty cool. This is in, in our cycling, you know, world, which is which is fun and something that we're both involved in. And then also what was just completely unique to it from everything else that we'd been involved in with NFTs and stuff was just how open the team are on who they were. Nothing was anonymous. Nothing was shady. It was all like, here's a roadmap. And it was all quite, you know, realistic and not like promising everyone to be driving around in Lamborghinis within the next four minutes. So I think it just looked really cool that uh, everything was exciting realistic and just a team of people who you know have got a proven track record in in providing you know business you know with with, with what they're doing with with defeat and then other links and stuff and it just it just looked really cool so yeah that that was my route into it is is by my husband uh who's uh into all that kind of stuff as well so I have a question for Tyler, but then I want to come back to you and talk about kind of what your vision is as a female ambassador for this brand and this experience. So Tyler, when you reached out and, and kind of brought all of this and built the roadmap out, when was that? And like, how much have you all accomplished in like what window of time? Because I, I want the audience to see how quickly this is moving and also just the, the view that you have going forward so they can see like execution has happened really fast and there's a lot more on the horizon that's going to happen fast. Yeah, well, so I think we started talking to each other. Uh, actually, my first call with Paul was while I was at Sea Otter. So uh, whenever that was October. Um, yep, so the October 2021, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, so we basically had like some Zoom meetings between the four of us after that and a little bit of back and forth just to kind of get to know each other. I mean, I'd known Shane for many, many years, but it was my first time really getting to know Paul and Rich on this. And so I think once we got to know each other, it moved super fast. And they had, the three of them had been talking about this project a little bit before, but hadn't really kind of put pen to paper on a roadmap and a strategy and all that. So they had a concept and, you know, Rich has been doing his art for a long time. So, you know, we knew what it would look like in general, but then, uh, you know, I think they would very easily tell you that I'm the one that lit the fire under everybody's butts and just got this thing moving. And so we've just been absolutely full throttle since. The Channel Mastery Podcast is sponsored by the Sea Otter Classic Summit, presented by Lifetime Incorporated. It's a brand new executive gathering taking place right before the 2022 Sea Otter Classic Cycling Festival, the world's largest consumer cycling event. Sea Otter marks the kickoff of the camping and bike season and brings together tens of thousands of outdoor and cycling enthusiasts. I mean, what better lab environment do we need to study our consumer circa 2022? And that's why we're hosting our Executive Leadership Summit just before the Sea Otter Classic on the historic and beautiful Cannery Row in Monterey, California. And you know, a new Leadership Summit is much needed today for the outdoor recreation industries. We need to grow our networks. We need to get to know the trends that will greatly impact how we operate and serve our consumers going through and beyond the pandemic. 
And we need to study this consumer that we all share together. Change can be exhausting and growth like we've seen it in outdoor recreation can be expensive in more ways than one. If you're wondering how to harness this opportunity and scale your business through the headwinds of consumer evolution, join us in Monterey, April 5th through 7th at the Sea Otter Classic Summit. Please visit seaotterclassicsummit.com for more information and to register. Space is limited. Yep. And bikeclub.io is obviously up and live. So is all the social media and the Discord server. So let's talk a little bit about the roadmap. Um, the the minting, you know, explain what that is and when it's going to happen and what we have to do to be ready to participate in that because it's not overly complicated, but there are a few steps you have to have in place. Yeah, sure. So yeah, minting is simply means they always say it's going to mint means it's going on sale. So when you mint an NFT, you're essentially buying one. And our our mint date is like I said, it's going to be kind of mid late February, probably later in February. Um, and the reason we're giving at that time is because we want our audience to grow organically. So a lot of projects will do, you know, if you, <laughs> there's like two Twitters, there's like regular Twitter, which I hadn't looked at in years. And then there's NFT Twitter, which is awesome. And everybody's friendly and supportive and it's lovely. Um, I only look at NFT Twitter, but if you follow anybody, it, it's, it's a magical place. It's awesome. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. And so if you notice, there's a lot of influencers and then there's a lot of projects and the common way to build your audience is to do giveaways and contests. And it'll be the same thing, you know, tag three friends, like, and follow, retweet, and you're entered to win and all that. And you, what you end up with on those projects is just a whole lot of followers who are hoping for nothing more than a, you know, a early mint spot, white, you know, they call it whitelist spot and, or they want to win something. And that's it. That's the only reason they're there. They don't care what the project is. They just want to win something. And so we've intentionally avoided posting those things. And then, so our Discord isn't, you know, growing by like thousands a day, like some of these, but everybody that's in there actually wants to be there and is participatory. It's great. You know, like we're having some excellent conversations in there and it's just so fun. And so we wanted to give ourselves time to build our audience that way, because obviously every project wants to sell out when they do mint. We would love to as well. And we just need to get more eyeballs on it. So bringing on Lou and we're going to have a lot of really cool ambassador announcements. Um, by the time this publishes, we'll definitely have some more people on board helping us to reach new people. And that's, to me, the most exciting because these people are also going to be hopping into Discord. Like we already have some pros, like some top level pros that just popped into our Discord on our own, on their own. And started chatting with people, and there's going to be more and more of that. Um, the brands are going to start getting in there, which is great because they'll bring their audience with them. So, um, so can I ask really quickly, like if I go sure. in there, am I going to just see like people talking about cyclocross races and and the <laughs> classics? Like, what is it like in there? Like, I am in there, but I want you to paint a picture for people who are listening. And also, why is this like brands are benefiting from the approach you're taking? You aren't just like putting a bunch of choss in there. They're actually going to have the opportunity to talk to people who really care about being part of a cycling community. It's not so much like caring about cycling. It's about getting in with a group that is, they're your people, right? And so I think yeah. that that's incredibly valuable to a brand, but I would love for you to also just describe like, you know, people might be familiar with Discord through Zwift, for example. Like, how is it different than that? Yeah, well, the nice thing is you can set up your server, your Discord server, however you want. And so ours has different channels. So yes, there is a race chat channel. Or if you want to talk about racing, I don't even look at that one because I don't care about racing. 
there's the main chat for whatever. And then we have, we've started to break it out. So if we see like a lot of conversation about X, Y, and Z, then we'll create a channel for that so that people can keep conversations sort of on track. And it's just, it makes the experience better. So yeah, so we have main chat, race chat, in it, there's an NFT chat channel because a lot of people are really curious about that. And then we have like our announcement ones like Zwift rides and some other stuff where it's read only so that we can kind of keep the information flow coherent. And then what we're doing is really, you know, we have a reader's ride where people can share photos of their bikes, which is kind of cool. And we're adding more as demand is there for it. So one of the couple of them that people have asked for is like nutrition chat and training chat, which was on our planned roadmap anyway. So we'll be adding those soon. And we're just, it's kind of like the same with growing our audience. We're taking a slow approach to it because there's some servers I'm on for other projects that have like 50 channels and you can't, you don't even know where to look, but also you might go into one and the last post was like from a month ago. So you don't want these little ghost towns of conversations because it just looks bad. So yeah, so basically people can come in and just kind of find the conversation they want to be a part of and hang out and chat. And the nice thing is the international side of it grows too, is you'll find people in there kind of all times of day with all kinds of interests. So we have one person in there, I know for sure from New Zealand. So he is, you know, it's morning time when it's nighttime for us and it's fun. I have a, yeah, I have a quick question also to you, Lou. Um, I think if we were to look at this in the rear view mirror and the way that like we've maybe seen some successful women's community start, putting everybody in one place maybe wouldn't be like, oh yeah, this will work. But in, I think cycling is actually a, a you know, kind of an, identi- an identifier and a community that it can work especially if it started at the same time together and we'll get into what the NFT like parity will be in terms of when this mint happens, what happens with, you know, what are those NFTs and like what portion of them are women versus men, et cetera. But like, can you talk about what you like about the fact that this all started together with both females and males in this group and also people identifying as whatever they want, right? But point being is we didn't have to seg- like start something that was specifically for women. And I want to hear what your thoughts are on that. I think, um, you know, cycling is an, an interesting one anyway, because it's very male dominated. Um, and I think probably, you know, crypto and NFT and stuff is also quite male dominated. So generally there are a lot of um, of men around compared to women. It's hard to know who's who because a lot of people just have like, you know, a made up name. Um, so it's hard to to kind of guess. Uh, but through some of the chat, it's been interesting. People have put some of their links to social or uploaded photos of themselves in their favorite kit or with a bike, or whatever. So you can then see, you know, uh, males and females. And the nice thing is that it doesn't matter. I think that, you know, we're cyclists. We're interested in bike club. It doesn't matter whether you're a boy or a girl. You live in New Zealand or England or America. We've got something in common. And what's awesome about Bike Club NFT is that we've come together because of that and our paths would never have crossed otherwise. Um, And it just just makes the world a a smaller place because we're suddenly all in contact with each other because of because of this bike club. So I think that's I think that's super cool. I think it's really important to have 
you know, male and female and different nations um, representation in there because I think otherwise it could just be quite alienating for people that they don't think it's for them. So I think that, you know, one of the that's one of the things that I've been doing for years with my cycling is just letting other people see that I'm an ordinary woman. Yeah, I'm doing some pretty extraordinary things, but I'm an ordinary woman and if I can do it, anyone can do it. So hopefully, you know, it opens up that possibility to people to want to take up cycling, to want to take up NFTing and that kind of stuff. So I think I'm really proud of my role being involved there and and really, you know, honoured that the guys made me the first ambassador too is because I I don't think that would have been expected. People would have just presumed it'd be a guy because it's cycling and it's NFT. So it's been really cool and progressive of the guys to put me out there first. And I'm really appreciative of that. And I think it's really important getting more people's eyes on the project and it just opens it up to everyone. I I agree. And also, I just think it, it feels more global having you involved as well. So once you get inside, you'll see that it is quite global. One thing I wanted to ask about, and Paul Willerton kind of schooled me for an hour or so a couple of weeks ago on this and kind of preparing for this uh, podcast. He's, I would say, an authority in the space. He definitely knows so much about it. But one of the things that he loves about crypto, NFTs, this whole metaverse, is how Web 3.0 is really about us owning this community. It's not extraction, like, hey, I'm going to get this data, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you have sponsors involved. So Tyler, I was hoping you could also explain like how this is a new era and that it isn't like the same way that we would see these 53 sponsors be involved in a race or a product launch or a team, you know, where it actually is like I'm buying real estate to get in front of this group. Like, is there a way that this is owned by the people who are in Bike Club and on Discord, but, and then how is it not extractive for these brands to be in front of them? Yeah, sure. So um, as far as the brand's involvement go, it's literally 100% a handshake deal. You know, our, my, my deal with them is built on, you know, 15 plus years of forming a relationship and earning trust with them and, and vice versa. So actually, when you say this started, really, it started well before I even started Bike Room or way back because it's taken that long to build the relationships that allow us to create something like Bike Club that immediately has the support of the industry um, and allows, you know, and the same with Paul and Shane and, and Rich, right? Like they bring the relationships with athletes and ambassadors and people that I don't know that just immediately trust that this is going to be a good thing. Um, so the way the brands work is they're not paying to be a part of it. We're not charging anything. And all we've asked is that they just add value in some way to our members and do help us do awesome things. And that's, that's it. Right. So we're not trying to sell them anything. And then, you know, one of the things when you bring on any kind of pro athlete, they have their own sponsors, they have their own commitments. And so the nice thing is, this is hundred percent brand agnostic. So it doesn't matter if, let's just say if SRAM comes on board, you know, that's not going to affect the fact that FSA is already on board as a supporter for this, right? We could have 10 different tire brands. It doesn't matter um, because we're all here for the community. And so, you know, like if Pro A comes on board and they're sponsored by Specialized Bikes, they can come in and talk about Specialized all they want. It's fine. You know, even if Trek is a partner, right? Like we've got, I think, eight or nine major global bicycle brands in that list and everyone understands look this is the way it is but at the same time any one of them can come in and talk about their stuff and the only preferential treatment they're going to get is that if we run a promotion or try and do something a little more 
um, I guess, activated, engaging, you know, we're going to pull from our brand partners on this because they're the ones that are helping to make this happen. So there's, there's nothing about this that requires anybody to give up any information. And, you know, if you wanted to be totally anonymous in this, you could come in and have a make up whatever username you want. We're not capturing you. You don't have to give us your email address to enter. You just literally, you could buy an NFT from an anonymous wallet with an anonymous you know, username and we will never know who you are. Interesting. That's so cool. Um, and now let's go a little bit into like Rich Mitch and what exactly you're selling in quotation marks here. Because <laughs> ultimately like you are buying something, but like, can you explain how all of that works? And then I'd love to have Lou talk about kind of the female aspect of that. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it works in that. So the the super quick version of it is for people who aren't into it is you have to buy some Ethereum, you know, the cryptocurrency Ethereum, and then you have to have that available in a digital wallet so that when it is time to mint, you can connect your wallet to our minting site and then click buy. And it is magically transferred. The ETH is transferred to us and the NFT, you know, is transferred to you and what that really is it's like the all the jpegs that you see you know and even ours that is really just a visual representation of the fact that you own this thing it's not even a thing really it's literally like there is some piece of code somewhere on the blockchain that now says you have created you have done this transaction and we can look at that and say okay you've done that transaction so therefore you're a club of bike a uh, member of bike club um, you don't ever actually like own anything other than that, you know, you own your ownership, so to speak, which is, that's where some people just can't quite wrap their heads around it, but it, it works. Yeah. I, I forget what the rest of the question was. <laughs> well, the rest of the question was for Lou. So you're good. Okay. Um, perfect. So there's 5,000 NFTs that Rich Mitch is busting his ass to create right now, which is, I think why the date might be moving back slowly into later February. We'll, do, there'll, be, well there'll be 10,000 actually. Okay. Well, geez, he's getting a lot done, I imagine. But let's talk about what that looks like if I'm going in and I, it doesn't matter if I buy like a male or a female or whatever version of this, but you have actually created a parody offering. Can you explain that? Yeah. So um, Rich has, has done all the artwork already, I believe. So there's 10,000 of them. And one of my earliest questions to him when I was, you know, looking at getting involved in the project was, I first need to check that females are represented in this because there's no way I want to be involved in something that hasn't got that equality thing in there because that's what I'm all about. And it would affect my credibility if I was trying to recommend something that didn't have any, you know, form of equality in there. So he was just like, yeah, of course. I mean, women cyclists are awesome. Of course they're in there. So uh, yeah, the one, you know, I, I don't know if it'll be as obvious as this is boy, this is girl, but it's, you know, different characteristics that the riders will have. So they might have, you know, different hairstyles, different headgear on, whether it be helmets or glasses or whatever, different. Or just headgear. That would be awesome. Like that. So, <laughs> you know, I think maybe everyone will find their own like twin in there or someone who looks, uh -huh. like or looks like a pro they love or whatever. And I think I'm not exactly sure. I presume with the minting that it'll be randomly generated. Is that right, Tyler? So when you buy one, you actually don't know what you're going to okay, get. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's why you can do 10,000. So he doesn't have to physically create 10,000 uniques. You, you create X number of traits for every layer. So you have like background layer, skin layer, jersey layer, helmet layer, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And then you dump all those into some magic program that spits out random combinations. So, you know, we say we're going to do 10,000. What that really means is we'll probably have it 
create 13 or 14,000. And then we'll have to look at every single one and kick out the ones we don't like. Cause you know, some combinations just don't work, but in terms of the parody, cause I'm not sure if Lou knows this is we actually have, it'll be a pretty much 50, 50 split between male and female avatars. And each of those has four different skin tones. So it'll be a, a fairly diverse looking collection. Yeah. And um, plus a few surprises that are, I hope I get one of those. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's more diverse than the actual cycling community, which is yes. very, you know, white male dominated. So I think it's it's awesome. It's really cool. Yep. Cool. So as we look to wrap up here, let's talk just about a couple more things that are on the roadmap. I mean, again, here we are recording in January. This will probably air in early February, 2022, Ooh. before you mint. And obviously we have a lot going on. When January 1st hits, that's when things get going in the cycling community, as I've learned through my 21 years (laughs) being involved. So can you talk a little bit about what we have to look forward to, like after this minting process, like what are some of the fun things that you have planned in the community? Yeah, sure. Well, um, on the Discord channel, so there's, I kind of break it into two. There's real-world benefits, digital benefits. A lot of the digital benefits are going to happen on Discord, and that will be by bringing brands and experts and pros and people into there to offer information, you know, offer value, right? So, for instance, for the training channels, we will actually have professional coaches come in and offer, like, they're not going to do a custom training plan for everybody, but there will be, like, workouts posted that people can do based on certain goals right so it'll be better than nothing but not quite you know a custom plan the other cool thing we're going to do in there is have some of the pros so for instance one of our ambassadors that we can't announce yet uh who you may know by the time this airs is racing in the world the uci world's cx coming up in arkansas and afterwards we're going to have her power data and some of her workouts leading up to that event. And so, cause people love seeing it, right? Like whenever Scott posts their videos of, um, totally spaced on his name, the best mountain biker in the world, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say Kate Courtney. Yeah, her, her too, right? <laughs> um, when they post their workouts, people are like, oh my God, I got to go try that. And that's what we want. So we're going to have some really killer pro workouts. So the point is we're going to have a lot of awesome, awesome stuff in there. AMAs, reveals and all this other stuff. And there, so that's digital. Um, in the real that's world, an AMA. like an ask me anything. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so we could have somebody come in and yeah, host host an AMA with us. Um, in the real world, we're gonna partner with the brands at events. You know, I just say Seattle because most people know what it is, but you know, we'll be looking at events all over the world wherever our members are and polling our members. So that's partially why we have a sort of non-descript roadmap is because we'll find out where people are and what their interests are and where they want to go and what they want to do. And then we'll direct our funds to those things and make sure that they happen. Um, One of the things I'm pretty excited about that is starting to come together is, you know, Kamut is one of our partners on it. And so we will do a global scavenger hunt, treasure hunt with them where there'll be benefits to teaming up with other bike club members because you can't be everywhere in the world. But so maybe you find somebody in Italy or, you know, Mexico in the U S or Canada, wherever, and you start to work together to find these things and you get a bigger prize because you found multiple, multiple items. So it's just fun stuff. Right. It's gaming. sounds like. And, you know, again, like 
anybody who really wants to learn about this needs to talk to a preteen or a teenager or somebody who has spent a lot of time, you know, in Roblox. But in our world, I think one of the reasons that things have taken off in cycling is probably because of Zwift. Like we are in it every day. And for a lot of us are anyway, in terms of just experiencing these worlds and being able to like build your kid and earn different things. And like, it really feels to me like that might be one of the things that grease the proverbial wheels to get cycling out there in front on this. Curious if you guys would agree. I think to some extent, um, I'm sure Paul told you some about this when you talked to him, but it's to me, Zwift is going to have to get, take what they have now and convert it onto a blockchain based system with NFTs because you know, right now you can earn all these rewards, but they're if you don't use them or you don't want them, they're they're just sitting there unused, right? And right. there's no true value to them. Whereas if it were a blockchain-based item and each of those upgrades, you know, your jersey, your helmet, your aero bike, and everything else was an NFT, you would own that and you could sell it or transfer it to somebody. So imagine if you were actually trying to compete for their their Zwift championships and you wanted to game it, you could go and buy the upgrades that you need to be more competitive. So it does add an element of, it changes the game entirely, but for some people, it's going to make it a lot more fun. But for other people who are grinding away to earn these things, all of a sudden they can sell it to this person who didn't want to grind for potentially a lot of money. So it just, it changes the dynamic, but we're really, at this point, we're really talking about gaming and this is, I guarantee you two or three years from now, you're going to see almost every game is going to be using NFTs in some regard because it's all the kids throwing the money down the toilet for, um, you know, Fortnite and stuff, Minecraft, because they don't own anything that they're buying, but they will. You mean I'm throwing money down the toilet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not my my lovely teenagers. <laughs> Anyways, awesome. Is there anything that I neglected to bring up in... Uh, you know, in our conversation around Bike Club NFT. I mean, obviously, if you want to learn more, you go to bikeclub.io. Everything is there. And then obviously in our show notes, we'll have tons of links. But did I miss anything? Do you feel like there's anything you'd like to kind of bring to the spotlight before we sign off? Lou? I think it's just come and join us in the Discord group. It's an unusual Discord group that it's people actually chatting and having a good time and sharing knowledge and experiences rather than some of the Discord groups, for particularly for NFTs, is they do incentives on who contributes the most. So people will literally be typing absolute rubbish, just spamming the group. And, and ours just isn't like that. So it's quite refreshing and it's good fun. So yeah, I just, you know, come and get involved and, and come meet us and chat with us and we'll all go on this cool ride together. Awesome. That's great. How about you, Tyler? Yep. Anything you want to I'd say to wrap up? I can't say much better than that, but yeah, also just follow us on social. It's just at Bike Club NFT on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, you know, it's a good way to just kind of see what we're up to and, and see what opportunities we have as well. Cause we know not everybody's going to live in discord. Um, but yeah, it's, we're just having a great time and we just want to bring as many people along for the ride as we can. Awesome. Well, thank you so much to both of you for joining me here today. I think you really brought a lot of context to this. You made it feel very attainable and honestly exciting and something that like anybody can join. So I really appreciate the way you've presented this. It was awesome. Thank you. you. If you liked this episode of the Channel Mastery Podcast, please help more business leaders find this resource by going to iTunes and leaving us a positive review and also sharing it with a friend or colleague. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Verde Brand Communications for being our presenting sponsor. 
Check us out at VerdePR.com. 